as a child, I was always just a, a little um, overweight. I always would compare myself to smaller peers or more athletic peers. I just always had noticed there was... I just didn't quite feel like I fit in, like I was supposed to. And I always was kind of searching for that way um, to be someone else, just to always kind of be a little bit more like somebody else. Welcome to the Daily Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Stacey Mitchell, registered dietitian and personal trainer. I am so happy to have you here. My goal for this podcast is to break down the latest health topics and help clear the clutter in the messy world of nutrition and fitness. We hope to inspire, educate, and entertain all things wellness. We cut the baloney of the food shaming and focus on making healthy habits that work for you. Join us as we talk with experts in their fields on how to feel our best in our own body and mind. Hey everyone, thank you for joining me this week. It's a good one. Today we have an inspiring guest that will take you through the highs and lows of emotion in her health journey. Katie Allen shares her story about dealing with emotional eating, low self-esteem, and hitting her highest weight. Katie took it upon herself to make a change in her health. A huge change, a dramatic change that did not come in a matter of weeks or months, but more than a year. Katie took those small steps to finding ways to overcome emotional eating and gain more energy in her daily lifestyle to keep up with her two adorable little girls. Katie shares the seedling that started her health journey, that one thing that was missing and now it has flourished to help her lose about 160 pounds. Now, even though that number on the scale sounds amazing, there's so much more than the physical appearance in this process. You will absolutely love hearing her story. Join us for this conversation. Katie, I am so excited to have you here with us. Will you introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are and what you do? Yes. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Katie Allen. Um, on social media, you'll find me as Katie Lady. Um, I am just a mama, a wife, a full-time employee who over the last um, year and a half, I've lost about 160 pounds. I have really found my fire. Um, and now I'm helping um, other women do the same thing uh, via this amazing tool of social media. You are so much fun to follow. Um, your your light really comes through. And I think that's what kind of pulled me to you when I saw your interview on the local TV show, Hello, Iowa. Yes, you have great before and after pictures, but I think there's more to that whole process and journey, what you find, than just the number on the scale. Can you share your story on how it kind of started? Yes, I would absolutely love to. So, um, you know, I love that you say that about um, my light because that was one of the things I was just searching so desperately for when I was at my lowest. Um, so, you know, um, as a child, I was always just a, a little um, overweight. I always would compare myself to smaller peers or more athletic peers. I just always had noticed there was 
I just didn't quite feel like I fit in, like I was supposed to. And I always was kind of searching for that way um, to be someone else, just to always kind of be a little bit more like somebody else. Um, I have a lot of memories, um, you know, some of my most comforting, most loving, most um, memories from childhood, you know, revolve around food um, and eating. And, and that's where a lot of, um, I think, my issues with emotional eating, um, you know, came into. Um and so I would say um, about when I was like 18, 19, I really was searching for, you know, I felt like there was, I had a bad relationship with food. I felt like I was binge eating. I was eating mass quantities of food in secret. I, um, I was really struggling with my relationship with food and my relationship with working out and wanting to lose weight. But it was always lose weight was the goal. It was never anything besides I just wanted to see a number on the scale. I wanted to look like, you know, certain people I saw on social media. Um, and that kind of led me to get into a very dark um, depression um, eventually. And a lot of that came after I um, started having kids after my first little was born. She's six now. Um, I, you know, I felt a little depression. I felt a little anxiety. I was really struggling, um, you know, to change my eating habits during my pregnancy. I started to eat a lot more less in secret um, because, you know, I was pregnant. I was carrying a human. I, it was kind of my reasoning to, to not have to hide it as much anymore. And then you have your, your beautiful little baby and those habits that you built those 10 months of pregnancy don't just go away. They're still there and they're really hard to change. Um, and, uh, you know, I just, I, I had my second, um, and I had her in May of 2019. Um, and that's when things mentally, I, I truly, really started to spiral downward. I was such a bully to myself. I, I, I mean, simple terms, I really, I hated myself. I would look in the mirror and I'd tear everything up about myself. I would, um, you know, I would lash out at my kids or my husband and then, you know, start that spiral of why am I like this? Why are you, um, you know, just, just a lot of self hate, a lot, a lot of negative self talk. Um, and I, I just, I wanted so desperately to change, but I just, I didn't know how. Um, I knew I needed to change my relationship with food. I knew I needed to work out. Um, but I think the key piece that I was missing the whole entire time um, was to love myself as I was um, and to accept myself and know that um, I was there for a reason, whether um, I could fi figure out that reason or not. Um, you know, I was, I was here for a reason. I was meant to be exactly as I was. Um, and really my very first um, step to seeing that and changing that was um, about December, early December of 20, 2019, I um, had reached out to my primary care physician and I finally was like, I'm really struggling. I think I have postpartum depression, anxiety. I'm maybe I have thyroid issues. I, I'm, you know, I'm eating nonstop. I can't get motivated. I'm sweating. I'm having all these issues. And he was not very supportive. And it was just kind of like a, a moment for me where it was like, okay, you have to do this for you. Like no one's going to do it for you. No doctor, no husband, no best friend. Um, 
you have to figure it out. You know, you have to do this for you. And I had a coupon in my email that had been sitting there and it was to a local yoga place called Power Life Yoga. And it was 30 days for $30. It was like a Black Friday special that they had. And so that Saturday, um, it was like December 7th. It was about a week into, it had started on December 1st. Um, and I, I had told my husband, I'm like, I think I need to go to this yoga class. I think I just need to go. And he was like, yeah, he's like, go. He's like, quit sitting here and thinking about it so much. He's like, hop in the car, go see what it's about. He's like, it's no, it just, just try it. And I said, okay, you're right. So I literally got in the car and I took a power bar class. Um, you know, and I was 320 pounds. I was, you know, wearing long sleeves, probably the, you know, the most out of shape, the biggest in the room, uncomfortable, sweaty. These are heated classes. Um, but at the end of the session, um, the instructor said, she said, the light, the love, the student, the teacher in me honors and sees the light, the love, the student, the teacher in you. And it, it, something resonated in me so much in that moment. And I, I literally just sat there and I was almost crying. And I thought to myself, like, if this person is telling me she can see my light and my love, like maybe I really do have light and love in here. Maybe it's in there. Maybe I can find it. Maybe I, I, that's, that's what I need. And I, from that moment on, I was determined to find my light and find my love and just lean into who I was. Um, and really ever since then, every, everything has been, um, a self love, mental health journey over a weight loss or workout um, journey. And so I did my 30 days for $30. I went almost every single day. Um, You know, I wasn't focusing on anything besides just getting there and moving my body. And after the 30 days was up, I didn't renew, but I knew I told myself I was going to be ready at some point. I just wasn't then. Um, And so January, 2020, my whole life, I had made New Year's resolutions. It was always to lose weight, always to, you know, um, get a certain, see a certain number on the scale. Um, and I told myself for once in your life, you are not going to have a New Year's resolution to lose weight. Your New Year's resolution is going to be to love yourself, figure that out because everyone says self-love is, is the key. And so we have to figure that out first. Um, so it was, it was really refreshing for once in my life to not have that pressure every week as we got into January to be like, oh, I'm farther and farther from this goal. Oh, you didn't do it. Oh, look at you. It's February 1st and you're starting over again. It was just, it was so nice to finally not have that pressure on in my head telling myself that I was failing because I wasn't. I was just going to go through the motions and, and love myself and know that eventually those other things would come as well. Um, so I just did really small things, you know, just leaning into myself, um, just embracing me wearing clothes that I thought was comfortable or I liked, and I wasn't worried about what anyone else was thinking. I, um, you know, when I would have an event, normally like a family function or an event, those things would be so dreadful. And I'd be looking at any excuse, you know, to try and get out of them. So I didn't have to go, but I started embracing those things a little bit more. And, and knowing that when I walked into the room, my friends and my family weren't caring or thinking about what my body looked like. They were there to talk with me, my heart, and sit. That's what they saw. Um, it was really just a lot of mindset changing. 
And then um, during the summer, I kind of started to get the urge to just be a little inconsistent. When I felt like going to the gym, I'd go to the gym and I'd go for a few days and maybe not for three or four more days. And then I'd, you know, you know, just inconsistent, um, you know, changing habits. Um, one of my biggest goals was to start cooking more at home, um, you know, ditch the takeout because it was it was easy but you know finally start to find easy things at home that I could make that we all enjoyed as well um drinking more water just those little goals that sometimes I failed at but I wasn't putting all this pressure on myself so I didn't come with the mental battle when I would you know maybe not do it as consistently um and I was also during that time I was really cleaning up my social media feeds. I was unfollowing pages that did not make me feel good about myself. I was um, only following all these. I'd, I'd search hashtags like self-love, body positivity, intuitive eating. Um, and I was just surrounding myself with the person I wanted to be, the things I wanted to see, the things that lifted me up um, versus things that I would compare myself to or kind of make me feel negative. Um, so that was a huge part of my journey as well, was just really making the environment healthy that I was constantly living in and seeing. Um, because we are, we're all on our phones a lot. So we really have to, you know, what we see, you know, it, it forms our realities, I guess I should say. Um, and then I, one of the people I followed was Cody Nixon. So Cody Nixon was on Big Brother. And that's why I followed him. I would follow a lot of the reality um, TV stars because that's what I did a lot of times. I'd watch a lot of TV. Um, and so he would come up on my stories. He'd be the first person every morning when I check my phone because he would get up at like 4.30 in the morning and walk on his treadmill every single day. And I just, I would, and he would do these morning Q and A's and it would just be random questions, sometimes about weight loss, sometimes politics, sometimes just random things. And he was just giving all these tips and it was really basic information, but it really all spoke to me. And it was just kind of like he was confirming all these things I already knew. Um, but it was nice to see someone who was in incredible shape, who did take care of themselves actually see, I was like, wow, this guy really he just walks like I see it every morning. That's all he's doing. And then he, he, you know, he eats, um, fairly healthy food. Like, okay, so maybe I just need to start walking. I should just start walking. I always love to walk. We have a park close to us. I'd always take the girls for walks around the block and stuff like that, but it was never like in a, in a workout or in a get your heart in shape type of way. It was just kind of like, oh, I'm going to go for a little leisurely walk. Um, but when you do that consistently, and that's what I started doing was it really lit a fire in me. Um, so I would inconsistently walk. And then September 30th of 2020, I just remember feeling super ready, super ready. I was just ready to start tracking my food, being accountable, getting my protein. And I was going to consistently start walking. I knew I, I didn't want to wait till the first. I felt like that was really significant in my journey because my whole life, I always waited till Monday. I always waited till the first. I'd always, oh, I'm going to start this on this day. Um, so I remember thinking like, no, we're not going to wait till October 1st. Like we're going to start today. We're going to start the 30th. Um, and I committed to um, tracking my calories and eating in a deficit. Um, for the first time in my life, I'd never, every time I started a, a diet or a lifestyle change, um, it was always like 
basically eat as little as possible, you know, and just lose fast. Um, you want to see the scale move, but this was different. It wasn't for the scale. It wasn't for, um, weight loss. It was, it was to take care of myself. I was just ready to take care of myself. I was so sick of binge eating fast food and candy and telling myself tomorrow. And, um, um, so the protein goal was huge for me. I never in my whole life had, uh, a, a time where I focused on protein. Um, I'd always kind of actually almost had the opposite mindset. Like, why would I waste my calories on eating these protein filled foods when maybe they're not like as yummy as something else? Um, and it was really just a really fun journey to discover the foods that were better for me, um, that I loved. It was kind of, uh, like it's a trial and error because there are going to be things that you don't necessarily like that someone else likes. And I finally wasn't trying to do what anyone else was doing. It was what I wanted to do, what I was going to enjoy, find my balance, find my, um, my healthy, you know, lifestyle. Um, and I think that was huge too, because I think we have so much information. So, I mean, especially on social media and you have all these people and they tell you, this is the right way. This is the wrong way. Do this, do that, you know, and it gets almost just overwhelming and so confusing. Um, but truly the, the best thing that you can do is find what works for you. That is the best lifestyle change, the best, you know, diet, whatever you want to call it is, is finding the things that work best for you. And for me, it was committing to walking every single day, 45 minutes. I didn't care how fast I went. I didn't care how many miles I went. Um, it was just 45 minutes, move your body, get outside, go for a walk. Um, I was going to drink, I, I gave myself a goal of a hundred ounces of water. I felt like a gallon was too much. Um, and I just like hundred was an easy number. I could focus on that. Um, and then I was gonna, um, love myself. I was going to eat in a calorie deficit and focus on my daily protein goal. And those were my, my four things. I just, I really wanted to, to focus on. And I told myself, the beginning is the hardest part. Those changes at first, that's going to be, this is going to be the hardest it's ever going to be. Um, and I knew it was going to be really hard at first, especially when you go from eating, you know, fast food, junk food, candy, soda, um, to just all of a sudden not, um, that's a, that's a big adjustment to your body. And I knew it was going to take a little bit of a time. So I told myself three weeks, just three weeks, the a hundred percent know that these three weeks are going to be the hardest. And if at that three weeks, you just hate this life and you, you want to go back to who you were before, that's fine. And I gave myself permission to do that. Um, but once I hit that three weeks, that's when I was just kind of getting over that hump of it being really hard. And I was starting to really feel good and have energy and, and see the positive changes. Um, and there was no way I was going to stop after that. So I just, I kept doing the same thing. I kept walking. I kept drinking my water. I kept eating in my, my calorie deficit. I was trying new foods and finding new things that I loved. Um, and, uh, eventually I, about in the spring, I realized that I could run and I had never been able to run my whole life, even in, in high school. And we would like run the, the president's physical fitness test and have to run a mile. I was always one of the girls that would just like, Oh, I'm not running that. Like I'm going to walk. <laughs> Um, and so, um, at that point I decided that I wanted to run a 5k, my first one ever. I never participated in a 5k and, um, I did the, 
Greater Des Moines Women's um, Half Marathon and 5K in May. And really, I, I know people think it's so crazy, but really the only training that I did for that run was walking. I did a couple short jogs um, prior to it just to kind of get my stride. Um, and I mean, I did my power yoga as well. Um, at, inconsistently, I was not as consistent with the yoga as I was my walking. Um and I ran that 5K straight through. I did not stop. I had a great, I think I did it in like 35 minutes. Oh my um, and it was so hard. It was so hard. I wanted to stop so bad, but I just, it, it's mind over matter. My mind was finally strong enough um, as well as my body. You know, all that walking had really, it really trains your heart. It's, it, it is so good for you. Um, and once I finally changed my mindset around, oh, walking can't be a workout, you know, walking is just walking. Like, no, it is so good for us. It's so good for your body. Um, so yeah, I ended up walking 236 days in a row, every single day, 60 wow. minutes. I, I know oh it's gosh. such, it's just so crazy to me. It was such an accomplishment. And once I had the streak, it just was like, that really kept me going. I wanted like, how far my body can do this every single day. I do another day. I'm like, wow, my body is incredible. Like, let's just see how much farther we can go. Um, and so that was October 26th. So that was a little bit into my journey um, because I was taking Sundays off and I wasn't, you know, I was just, I was finding my groove. Um, so October 26th to June 19th was my 236 days. And it just, it was so cool. And every time I'd get close to a milestone, like I get close to a hundred, I'm like, Oh, I'm, this is it. You know, I'm going to take a break. And then day 100 would come and I'd be like, no, like you got this, your body's strong, like move it. You know, you can do this. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't torturous or horrible. It was empowering and beautiful and in so fun um and it was just especially on the days when there was other things like birthdays or we went on a short vacation to texas and things like that when i would still find the time i'm like wow and i really built i built habits that was you know one of the main goals um so here i am yeah about a year and a half later i'm still doing the same thing i still walk every single day um i don't have a 60 minute walking streak but i do i'm on like a 164 day 10k step streak so I always get my 10K steps. Um, and I'm trying so many new things. I still do my, my power yoga. Um, I'm, a, I'm obsessed with power life yoga. I, especially to anyone local, if you can try it, try it. It is just not just the physical part of it. It is the mental health, the way they speak to you, the love that they, they put into you, the energy, the community. It is just life-changing. Um, I have a half marathon. I'm going to do the same. My first, my first 5K race, the Greater Des Moines Women, I'm going to do um, their half marathon the beginning of May. And I'm starting yoga teacher training at Power Life here in about three weeks. Um, so I'm really, really excited for that. <clears throat> wow. Um, <laughs> I know it, it's a lot. <laughs> it is kind of mind-blowing that you did this all on your own, you know, like, and that's what it takes It you kind of gave yourself uh, the process to take it one step at a time. Um, how was the journey when you decided, okay, I'm just going to start loving myself? What did that look like within your daily habits? I think for me, the self love, it really was 
small things. It really, one of the main things was to stop putting so much pressure on myself, to stop thinking that I was going to just be perfect. I was going to wake up one day and do all the things that I wanted to do um, and just know that it was going to be nice and easy and a slow journey to that. Um, you know, instead of looking in the mirror and, and finding all the negatives, I'd force myself to find the positives. And, and now that's so easy. I don't even think of negative things, but it, it was a lot of forced work at first. It was, it's a lot of, um, sometimes you almost kind of have to lie to yourself and you have to kind of fake it and you have to make yourself believe these things that maybe your mind doesn't quite want to believe yet because you're not quite in a good headspace, but eventually you do, you have to kind of change your mind. Um, it was, you know, taking a sheet of paper and, and not consistently. These were things I, I do maybe once a month randomly or once every few months. And it would be writing down positive things about myself, you know, five or six things, like what are good things about you that you can focus on? And, and it was okay to write some things that maybe I wanted to change about myself too, but it wasn't like, I wasn't being a bully to myself. I wasn't targeting myself or being mean. It was like, okay, these are some things I'd like to work on. Um, so it was really slow and steady of just um, being kind to myself, loving myself. I would, I would tell myself a lot of the time too, you know, I have my best friends, my kiddos, my husband, when they you know, we're sick or having a bad day. Do I look at them and shame them for having a bad day and say, what's wrong with you? It's fine. You're, you know, blah, blah, blah. No. So why do I do that to myself when I'm having a bad mental health day or I'm not feeling like my best self? Why am I shaming myself for that? Um, so I'd really think of a lot of it in the way of, okay, treat yourself with the same love and kindness and gentleness that you do your little baby girls, your, you know, your, your husband, your best friend. If you, if your best friend wouldn't say these things to you or you wouldn't say this thing to them, then why do you say it to yourself? You know? So that was a lot of it. Just those small changes, um, in my mind. And then also the social media, like I mentioned, just really filling my social media with self love accounts, um, people that move their body out of love, you know, and not, not just for the goal to lose weight. Um, so, so a lot of those little things. I love hearing that. And I love hearing the social media part too, because it does, it affects us so much more than what I think we think it does because mm -hmm. even after we put that phone down, our mind is still probably coming back to those images or words that, um, that we hear and see. Um, you talked about emotional eating. How did you navigate through that process? Yeah, I think, um, it started small. I think so. Um, you know, I always think about the things that I wanted, the habits that I wanted, you know, I wanted to want to move my body. I wanted to want to, to go to the fridge and choose something a little bit better for me than, you know, maybe some sort of junk food that I would normally um, choose. I wanted to have my kiddos have the same, you know, ability. I wanted them to see a mom that loved to move and take care of herself. Um, so I think, um, it really, it really started with the mental health and the self-love because then that made me want to take care of my body a little bit more and to stop the emotional eating. And I knew I was very aware. And I think a lot of people don't realize how amazing awareness is and how such a big 
depth that that is just knowing and just being aware and, and, and wanting, you know, to make those small changes, even if you're not quite ready to, because you're not always going to be ready. It does take time. Um, but awareness is a huge step of that. Um, and it really, like I'd say June, I had really decided that I wanted to stop drinking pop. Pop was something that really, um, I would just consume, consume, consume. And then I wouldn't, I wouldn't allow any other things really. It was just, I was a very all or nothing, I guess. Um, so I started in June. I was like, okay, I'm going to kick my soda habit. Um, so I, I started drinking um, like flavored water. I would do sugar-free Gatorade, sugar-free Powerade, um, those type of things. I was So that was like one of the first changes. One of those habits I was trying to build was drink more water and, and stop the soda. And um, I did that. And then it was kind of like, that's when kind of August came and I was like, okay, I think I'm ready to like kick the sugar. I'm ready to kick the sweets. I'm ready to, to just not be going to the, cause I, I would try not to keep a lot of junk in the house, but then that would, I would go to the gas station and, and buy 10 or $15 worth of sweets. And then I would tell myself, Oh, you have to eat it all, you know, tonight or because tomorrow you're going to be that new human that doesn't do any of this. You know, you're going to make all those changes. Um, so it was really just like an everyday battle of, I'd, I'd open my eyes and be like, okay, what's today going to be like? Is today going to be a day where you emotionally eat and you go and get all this fast food and these sweets? Or is it going to be a day where you change your life and you're the most perfect person and you do all the things that you're supposed to do? And the, the first one always won because that's the easier one, you know, it's, it's why would I think that I could just become this whole new human just by opening my eyes on this new day, you know? So, um, it really was just a small thing. I think, um, cooking at home was a huge one. And then I think, so when I was finally ready to stop the binging and I was really just like, okay, today's the day I'm gonna, I'm going to take control. Um, it wasn't, I never told myself I couldn't have them anymore. And I think that was, it was a lot of mindful talk. Um, it was like, if you want it, that's fine. You can have whatever you want. You know, you can fit it in your daily calorie intake. You're not eliminating any food groups. You're not eliminating anything, but you're going to be more aware. You're going to be mindful. If you have it, you're going to track it and you're just going to be accountable for what's going into your body. Um, and just being more aware of it. So, um, you know, I think the talk in my head where it wasn't completely eliminated and I knew that I could have it if I wanted to. Um, and then once I started eating the things that were better for me and changing my habits, when I would have those treats, because I did allow myself, um, it was satisfying. I would do it in portion control. I'd have, um, you know, small things that I enjoyed. Um, and I would just pause and I would enjoy it for once in my life. It wasn't like, Oh my gosh, eat everything, consume, consume. It was like, wow. Okay. That's really nice. I enjoyed that. Um, and it's no big thing, no big deal. You know, sometimes when you have it off limits or set those restrictions, it, it just really messes with the mind, doesn't it? (laughs) It does. And it's, it's really interesting. Um, it is, it's interesting. I uh, hate that cycle, and that is so great to hear that you uh, didn't say no to yourself to uh, kind of mess with that mind game. Um, When you had a day that maybe wasn't up to par, uh, how did you get out of that? 
Yeah. So actually, I was just messaging someone on Instagram and she was saying, you know, I feel so Do you have these days where you just immediately eat something and feel guilty. And I said, oh, yes, like we're all human. We're all going to have those days. There's no doubt, you know, but for me, it was just practicing more and more each time or each, you know, being more um kind to myself about it and it I kind of so now I always say you know when I have those days I'm like oh that was fun like that was good that was great I enjoyed that I'm gonna have way tons of fuel like that's gonna fuel me up I'm gonna have such a good workout tomorrow or I'm gonna like that's I'm good I just really I feel so much more positive about it um and that takes practice that's not gonna come right away you know because the guilt is there but but I know I think too, one of the strongest things that is when I shame myself, when the guilt comes, when I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what is wrong with you? Like, why are you, why did you eat that? That's when I stay in that cycle. That's when that, that day or that meal or that moment turns into days, weeks, months. Um, and I am, I, I know it, I know it, it happens every time that I'm, a, that I'm mean to myself or I'm shaming myself for enjoying something. So very quickly I learned to be like, oh my gosh, yep, that was great. I love that. Cool. Let's go. Like t- tomorrow's a new day. No big deal. <clears throat> and then you forget about it. You know, it's just like yes. you found that little magic aha to, to say to yourself. Yes, Exactly. I love that. That's so true. You hit it like right on the head there. If if you keep shaming yourself, you're going to keep feeling bad and those feelings are going to keep coming back. But if you just let it go and enjoy the experience, embrace it within there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Move on. Uh, so what would you tell someone? I'm sure you, like it sounds like you probably get a lot of messages because when you look at your page, um, I think everybody just wants to be your best friend because you're <laughs> you're just so happy and everyone's like, I want to be like her. So what would you tell someone in starting this process? Um, my first thing is just love you. <laughs> love your soul. Love your spirit. Um, love who you are because your body and all those other things that you're worried about do not define you. When I... When I see someone, I see their heart. I see love. I do not care about anything else. Um, just embrace you um, because there's something so powerful in that. Um, and you are powerful. And it, even if you feel so weak right now and you're listening to this and you're like, oh, my gosh, like, I am not powerful. Like, what is she talking about? You are. You are so powerful. You are meant to be exactly as you are. Um, your story from, you know, up until now and, and what it's going to be in the future is is powerful. And somebody somewhere resonates with you and relates to you and needs you. And, and connection is, is key. Don't hide um, from yourself. Just embrace yourself. Um, and definitely, you know, start small. I know everyone says that. I know it seems so... Um, just, you hear it everywhere, but really like those, those about 10 months from January, 2020, till I actually really got consistent, um, at the end of September was really small, inconsistent here and there things that built me up to feel ready to really take control, um, at that time, you know, just adding a little bit, couple more water bottles a day, or even just, you know, okay, this week I'm going to, 
I'm going to have three days where I cook at home and I plan out those meals. And it doesn't have to be tater tot casserole, spaghetti, (laughs) tacos. It doesn't have to be like these crazy meals, but, um, you know, just, just being the you that you want to be is so powerful and it's not going to be anybody else's you. It's not going to be anybody else's journey like theirs. It's going to be yours, you know? So I think that's what I would say. (laughs) I think everybody needs to listen to to this episode from now on. Like, It's just no matter what stage in life you are within your wellness habits, um, you bring so much in inspiration. And uh, again, just those good reminders that I think a lot of the times we don't we're too hard, hard on ourselves and skipping that shame game and giving yourself some grace, uh, which is the core of the onion in which you found to be starting your journey. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, so where can people connect with you? So I would say they can connect with me. Um, Instagram, um, is definitely a great place. I always get back to my Instagram messages, even if it takes me a few days. Um, my Instagram is Katie, your lady. And then TikTok. I love TikTok. Um, it's so much fun. Um, I'm on TikTok at Katie, your lady, zero, zero. My TikTok's a lot of me just rambling, some transformation videos, some tips. I try and answer questions. Um, and then I just recently made a Facebook page um, where you can connect to me because I know a lot of people, some people just aren't on Instagram or TikTok. So I have a Katie Lady um, Facebook page too. So feel free to message me anytime. I truly, this is what sets my soul on fire. You know, my nine to five job, of course, I got to work. I got to pay the bills. But when I get on my phone, I have that time to sit down and really focus and, and message people back and, um, and send whatever little bit of help and support that I can, because, um, that's truly what we need. I had a very great support system along this journey, um, via social media community. You know, I would find people that really motivated and inspired me. Um, but also just my family and friends. Um, and you really, Every person's different, but for me, tough love was not the answer. I needed love, support, kindness, um, and I am I am all about that. So definitely anybody can reach out to me anytime. I love to help. So many people in that same spot um, as a young mom and the little video you had with your with you working out and then your kids were kind of playing and doing stuff and it was all at home. Like, yes, they get to see mom. <laughs> Yes. And that was one of my main, I mean, this journey, I, I always say it was for me. I was ready to do this for me. I was ready to be selfish. I was ready to take time for myself. Um, but, but then of course, in the back of my mind and one of my main motivations and it was my little babies and I wanted them to grow up and just see it. And if they don't want to run races and work out, that's totally fine. But I wanted to give them that toolbox and to have them see a mom that, that um, did that day in and day out, took care of themselves and loved themselves so that they can they can have all those tools for, for when they're ready as well. Uh, you kind of got me choked up during um, <laughs> this episode as hearing your, your story because it's so relatable and so many people go through the same journey. And I think a lot of people think that they need willpower and motivation. What would you say to that? You know, no, you need to love yourself. You need to know that you are exactly meant to be. 
And that taking care of yourself is going to come in forms of, it's going to be different for everyone. And, um, you know, I think we need to be a little selfish. We need to, for me, working out and, and, and getting out and going for my walks, I always say it was, I was clocking out. I was clocking out of mom life. I was clocking out of wife life. I was clocking out of any and everything. And I was going for 45 minutes or an hour to just be with me, to just be with myself and my thoughts and my phone and, and or whatever I wanted to do. It was just time for myself. And I think that's one reason I really was able to build the habit and fall in love with moving my body because I, it was my time. It was time for me. And then I'd come back happy and positive and just, just ready to go, ready to clock back in and take care of all the stuff that, that I needed to do, you know? So, um, think of it as, as time for you to be selfish for, for once in your life, because we do, we give everything to everyone else, but gotta, we gotta give a little to ourselves. I think everyone needs to hear that. And there it, the movement is so powerful in maintaining mental health. <laughs> yes, yes. No matter what day it is, you know, it's, yeah, you just, you need to, that to, st- to start it. Yes. Yes. Any other uh, last takeaways you would like to share before we go on to our closing questions? You know, I just think, I just think everyone is so powerful beyond measure. And I am here to support and love you and you are, you deserve to support and love yourself. And no matter what your journey looks like, embrace it, embrace the hard stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's all just, just embrace, embrace every little part, embrace you, embrace all the moments, um, don't worry about the future. Don't worry about a certain number on the scale. Worry is a thief of happiness. Just live in this present moment and know that that's, that's all we have. I love it. Katie, when I meet you in person, I can't wait to give you a big hug. So I know that's going to happen. Oh, I, love a bit, I love a good <laughs> hug. You know, I'm a hugger. <laughs> Oh, so funny. Um, Well, we will start our closing questions and then we'll just finish it up. I just have a couple for you. Uh, If you were in a TV show, which one would you be in? I love this question. So I I mentioned that I love Big Brother reality TV. That's been one of my favorite shows since I was a little girl. I always would watch it. But I think now, because I know how strong and like powerful and amazing I am, like Survivor all the way. Like I would want to try and brave those elements and just like kill it. (laughs) I think you'd be pretty good at that, especially after seeing that uh, stellar 5K pace there that you did. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What's your favorite feel-good food? I would say... I like a feel good comfort, probably like homemade, homemade chicken and noodles with mashed potatoes, rolls, just good old Sunday dinner type of meal. Sounds so good, especially at this time of the year. Uh, I know. (laughs) Best or latest book you have read? So it's funny you ask that because reading was one of those habits I wanted to create. I think, you know, it, you know, just growing our mind, you know, getting off the phone for a little bit. Just, I always wanted, I always read in, in middle school and high school and then it just kind of fell off. Um, so slowly, I've not been putting a lot of pressure on myself. I've been trying to start to read more. I've been reading the same book for about a month now and that's okay. Um, but it's called Unconditional Life. 
um, by Deepak Chopra, and it's it's discovering the power to fulfill your dreams. And it's it's really all about mindset and how our minds and how we take on these challenges and these negative things that maybe come our way and how you kind of just change your, your, how you view them. And it really, um, controls our whole lives, our thoughts, you know? So it's, it's really, it's been really interesting. I am so proud of you and I don't know you, but I am like, (laughs) uh, one of your cheerleaders um, and figuring this out, you know, like you made it work for yourself. You switched over that mindset. You dug a little bit deeper and kind of threw out the, these feelings. And um, it's just so much fun to see your light and your happiness and just finding that balance. And I think I sometimes feel like a a broken record player, always saying, you know, baby steps, moderation, one step at a time, find what works for you. And you hit it out of the park. (laughs) And it's, and it's, and the thing is, too, it's forever changing. It's never going to be the same. And I think we have to realize that too, like the version of you that you want, you know, that I wanted a year ago is totally different from the version of me, you know, um, the challenges that I want to overcome now. And it's going to be forever changing and forever evolving, but it is, it's those slow, tiny, small things that really, um, that really mean that they make the biggest difference. Adjusting to those seasons of life, um, and giving yourself some grace. So yes, I love it. Exactly. Oh, well, Share this episode with your friends and all your followers, and I will as well, because this this was a great story to hear from you on your process from beginning to end, and uh, everybody needs a little bit more Katie in their life. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I will definitely be sharing. This was so much fun. I love, I love sharing my story. Um, and uh, I know I'll be, I'll be forever changing and, and have more stories to share um, in the future. So thank you for having me. Oh, so good, right? I know I say this all the time, but I want to hear from you. What were your favorite parts or best takeaways from Katie? Wherever you are in your health journey, I think everyone can find something that truly speaks to them after this episode. I am in awe of her process and how she took the first step to love herself. And it was a gradual domino effect to help her become healthier inside and out. This conversation has stuck with me since Katie and I have talked, and I hope it helps you in your health journey. Thank you so much for joining me on the Daily Dietitian Podcast.